This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur News Laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome to another episode of Hafta from a very very polluted Delhi. Depending yeah. on where in Delhi you are, the AQI you are breathing, the air you are breathing has the air quality index of between 400 to 700. रिकॉर्डिंग दिस on the 2nd of november thursday at 5 in the evening and in the studio with me we have two guests who are domain experts uh and not regular journalists they are actually columnists uh but they have full time pursuits uh which is not just writing it is either academic in nature uh or advocacy so anjali bhardwaj hi anjali hi Anjali and I have worked together in the past in the early to mid 2000s during the RTI movement where we have sat on many dharnas together. Yes. Uh now I don't think either we also too old the youngsters should sit on dharna which they don't. <laughs> Besides I don't think we'll just be rounded up and left at the Tuglak Road police station like we were from Jantar Mantar. Now we will be put in for a longer time. Yes, you can expect serious charges depending <laughs> on what you are protesting against. <laughs> so Anjali is co-convener of the National Campaign for People's Rights to Information, Right to Information and a founding member of Satark Nagrik Sangathan. She's been involved with the Right to Information movements in India since 1999. She works on issues related to transparency, Lokpal whistleblower protection, grievance redressal, right to food, and in fact this piece is today right the wire the one that went in the wire uh which is time to shut the floodgates of secret political party funding on the electoral bonds yeah. and we hope to hear a lot more on that from anjali looking forward but uh, anjali any dharnas and all now you take part in i sometimes feel guilty that i don't do you well we all do except that the cost of protesting has been going up rapidly mm. and um, yes the spaces for protest have also been shrinking so protests are happening people do take to the streets but it's a lot less easy and the cost is much more associated with protesting mm. but what were you 1977 <laughs> anyway, <laughs> other panelist is apar gupta Hi Apar. Hello. Apar, he's been on the Hafta before. We've uh, he's appeared on many of our panels. Uh, he's a lawyer and the executive director of the Internet Freedom Foundation. It's an NGO that advocates for digital rights and liberties. He's part of key constitutional challenges on Section 66A, the right to privacy, and Aadhaar representing public interest litigants. He has also set up digital campaigns on net neutrality that save the internet. In fight against defamation laws, speech bill. In and safeguard privacy seva privacy dot in welcome apar thank you so much for having me and it's a good time to also tell everybody thank you so much for contributing to news laundry and all that we do but you must also contribute to what apar does uh, you have a payment gateway at your international foundation yes yes we do so i'm a co-founder i've actually transitioned after april i'm right. still a trustee I uh, I don't draw any salary but I encourage people to support IFF. IFF is one of the few organizations which is working at the intersection of technology and democratic rights. 
So do contribute there also. And while I have your attention on contributions, we have just opened the joint News Minute, News Laundry, joint subscriptions. A few months ago, we announced the News Minute, News Laundry Alliance. Now we're announcing probably the most exciting part of the alliance so far, a joint subscription plan. All you need to do is buy one NLTNM joint subscription and get access to exclusive content on both our news websites and all the benefits that come with it. But it's not just about the benefits. It's because you want to keep news independent. You want to make us stronger together. So take the joint subscription. Uh, in fact, we'd also be covering the five assembly elections in partnership with the News Minute. So Manisha, Atul and their teams are going to be traveling as will Dhanya Rajendran and her team. We already have uh, our teams in Chhattisgarh. Basant from News Laundry and Sudipto from News Minute are there. So they've already and left and Manisha come. will be also going via Germany, but she'll eventually be going <laughs> to Madhya Pradesh. Wow. Via Germany. That's the cheapest flight we could get. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so. I'm going to be in Berlin She's going on there. an information tour organized by the government of Germany. Yes. So, But she'll be there for just five days and from there directly she comes and immediately hits yeah. the ground running. So do contribute to that fund, which is the NLTNM election fund. It's in the show notes, so you can just go to the newsminute.com or you can go to newsline.com and do please contribute because the only way journalism and any public interest work will survive is if you pay for it. If we are left to Sarkari ads or Adani Ji's ads or Mukesh Bhai's ads or Yogi Ji's ads or Arvind Kejriwal's ads or uh, Modi Ji's ads, then that is what we will be doing. So you have to step up 100 bucks, 200 bucks, 300 bucks, 1000 bucks. Those of you who are making a lot of money, I know many of you are, can give a little more. So do contribute. Let's start with the electoral bonds issue. Um, in fact, we were discussing uh, today, Anjali, um, with my colleagues. The case is, the, the petition is only challenging the anonymity of the bonds. Not that electoral bonds shouldn't be allowed per se. Is that correct? So Abhinandan, basically, just to give a very short background, when the electoral bonds were brought in, before the electoral bond scheme came in, there were amendments that were made through the Finance Act to four laws. The RBI Act was amended to say that bonds can exist because they're basically promissory notes. So the RBI Act was amended. The Income Tax Act was amended. The Representation of People's Act was amended. These were amended to say that political parties will no longer need to report on how much money they're getting through electoral bonds. And there was an amendment made to the Companies Act. So four laws were amended. These were very regressive amendments, if you look at it from the point of view of democracy and people's rights. And eventually, the electoral bond scheme was brought in, which lays down the framework for how the bonds will be transacted and what will be uh, done. So this particular uh, case is really looking at those four amendments to the laws and looking at the validity, the constitutional validity of, of, all four. of the amendments that were made and the electoral bond scheme. So basically, you know, uh, electoral bonds, they say, are... Uh, bonds that can't be traced mm. and uh, when the finance the then finance minister Mr. Arun Jaitley introduced it he said we are doing it because we want to give anonymity 
to donors who don't want to give money because they are worried that they'll be targeted basically mm. by the ruling party if they mm. get to know and uh, therefore they give in cash so black money is generated so they said therefore we want to give anonymity they they can just buy electoral bonds nobody will know except that now it's a very open secret that these bonds carry a number which is visible under the uv light and of course now even in the court they're not making any bones about it the sbi is of course uh, you know it's a government it's, yeah, yeah. entity and yeah. of course uh, the solicitor general is saying that the sbi is saying we don't give it to anybody but if the government so wants they they can ask for it to be shared so but uh, they won't because they don't want to know anything so <laughs> so yes that whole premise that we want to give anonymity to donors so that they can actually donate via uh, uh, you know uh, banking channels without the fear of any kind of action against them uh, just falls flat i think avinandan if you look at what's happened to the civil society sector it has been over the past 3 years a very concentrated emphasis on regulatory compliance which essentially demands that the head of the organization as well as a single accountant is devoted towards regulatory filings which are becoming more and more detailed mm. and essentially it may mean that uh, you know we need to maintain better books of accounts and things like that but the thing is the same compliances are not visited against political parties in the same way and why should i say political parties let me say poli- a political party mm. uh, let me yeah, be polit- direct about yeah. it okay if you look at reports which are coming out most of this has been driven by a anti money laundering agenda which is the financial action task force and actually it's now doing a shadow investigation into whether there are no powers with the sbi to refuse this information to the government right to the center there's nothing in the law that says that they have the right to so yeah rbi cannot refuse yeah i mean you can't <laughs> so sbi kya cheez hai and also the states sushar uh, uh, mehta statement that political affiliations form the core of inner life what no inner Privacy. core of a person's private life that may be true for political affiliations but donations are not affiliations and there mm. is a big conflict of interest component there i thought it should be completely the opposite that it should be absolutely in the public domain so when you are getting money in a, into a political party you can be sure that that political party is going to work Benefit. to take care of mm. the interests of those who are giving the money so as a voter when i go to vote i mean most people in the country don't vote for individual candidates kamal kapoor hath pe ka panja you know people vote for parties so they need to know as a voter they have the right to know who is funding these political parties if they have to make an informed choice mm. so the whole rationale for less anonymity came from there that mm. as a citizen as a voter i should have a right to know when i go to vote who am i voting for who are they going to make policy for if they were to win and were to come to power we know how powerful political parties are i mean there's a whip that is there they decide policy when they come to power they decide what are the laws that are going to come in i have a right to know and the whole black money economy is is really getting now coming to the second issue which is the apple compromised phones alert that yeah. uh, apple sent out uh i didn't get any so clearly i don't matter uh so 
one thing I found interesting was that as soon as this went out, even before Apple gave a statement, before any minister or government spokesman gave a statement, all the channels and most notably Maria Shaquille of NDTV were saying this is an algorithmic malfunction. Sources are telling us, government sources are telling us, this government sources are just making up shit as they go along. Complete nonsense. Clearly, they had no clue what they were talking about. About three, four hours later, Ashwini Vaishnav gives a press conference saying, as per media reports, this is an algorithmic malfunction, whatever he says. <laughs> so I'm like, you're quoting them, they are quoting you. Who, like, you know, who is the credible per I just find it bizarre how legacy broadcast media don't, don't even pretend to be doing a job of questioning anyone. But on this, you know, privacy and security, Apar, you've been working so much on, you know, on this aspect. It still is not looked at as a fundamental right uh, there is still um, no clarity on what is private what is not you know legally for us uh, it's still up for debate clarify for our audience for me for our staff where does privacy end and and uh, you know the government's right to know start what we are seeing are attacks on extremely privileged elite sections of society through sophisticated attacks and intrusions into their devices. And these elites or public officials are happening to be people who either raise questions on the government, happen to be from the opposition, or are also a part of the same regime. But here's the thing with a peeping tom. A peeping tom also peeps into their own home. Mm. I would just recommend people just go to YouTube, go to Ashwini Vaishnav's YouTube channel. I've written on it today hmm. in the Indian Express. I've taken his statement to the press. It's a seven-minute statement. Please hmm. watch it. Statement after statement which he makes there is false. First, he says, This is a vague advisory. It is based on certain estimations that they have done making it appear like Apple has discovered some vulnerability and has informed everyone. They're generally saying... No, it's an alert. Second... They've also clarified and issued a statement saying that this kind of advisory has been issued in 150 countries. Third, he says that... We have already ordered an investigation and we request each and every person who has received the advisory to please cooperate with the investigation and make sure that we go to the depth of the matter. Hello, boss. You, you have already said this didn't happen. Yes. The investigation is done by a subordinate officer of your office under the computer emergency response team. You handle their promotions, their entitlements, their transfers. You're expecting them to disagree with their boss. Hmm. Like, seriously, man. Look, get real. And finally... Where does citizens' privacy end? And where does the government get a right to do all of this and the simple answer is wherever the government decides because it's just so much arbitrariness that we are seeing i mean in the name of privacy of individuals and protecting our data they've brought in this yeah. digital personal data protection bill and what does that bill do i mean what does that act do it's it's so blatant it's just a law which is saying that the central government will decide who can collect who can store and who can use personal data and who cannot where was i mean the need for data protection was there, the need to prevent surveillance, the, the need to uh, make sure that anyone can't snoop in anywhere, including the government was there. But what did the uh, Digital Personal Data Protection Act do? It just goes ahead and says that... 
I mean, it's rather dismal and bleak, you know, yeah. the the governance architecture that is being redrawn, uh, and at the center of it is an all-powerful. It's se- it's it's seven hundred AQI governance. Let's call it that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, man, it is. Uh, Sri Lanka has this law where a member of parliament uh, they have to uh, tell an authority what their assets and liabilities are, but you cannot. Uh, the public cannot know and as a citizen i can buy that information for a fee but if i disseminate it widely among the public i'm liable to be in prison for 2 years so when i read this i was like india is so good at least we are not like that <laughs> we don't at even have an know. option but i was like how long <laughs> but now the question is how long like next till so come have... you cannot know the asset and liabilities of your elected representatives band karo sab no we don't bas muft mein itna ich milega for the full uncut podcast Subscribe to News Laundry and pay to keep news free. The best way to listen to the Hafta and indeed all our podcasts is through the News Laundry app. You can download the app by clicking on the links given in the show notes. So do download our app and get the best podcast experience. And also pay for news and support a new news media ecosystem that News Laundry is trying to encourage where we are accountable to you because we run on contributions that you make. We don't take government ads, we don't take corporations ads so that news serves the public because when the public pays the public is served. Subscribe to News Laundry, click on the link in the show notes below and proudly say I pay to keep news free.